Welcome to this roundup. As the digital global age depends on the digital infrastructure and digital connectivity, each nation today increasingly depends on closely integrated high-speed electronic systems that operates at low internal voltage. Now, when a tiny radio weapon gives nations enemies the ability to use the electromagnetic spectrum signals such as radio, infrared, or radar to deny the ability to use these signals for nation's digital infrastructure and digital in connectivity, it becomes a cause of great concern. With each day passing, the threat scenario seems to be real and growing. There is no doubt that electromagnetic warfare is here. As we see around us, the world is undoubtedly changing in many unforeseen ways. And since we live in a time of increasing uncertainty on many fronts, understanding each warfare, both existing as well as emerging from cyberspace, geospace, and space, has become a survival necessity. When the electronic electromagnetic warfare is on our doorsteps, it is important to evaluate how each nation's defensive and offensive capabilities are being redefined and redesigned to meet the complex warfare challenges that is threatening the very progress and advances in cyberspace, geospace, and space. To discuss the security risk emerging from electromagnetic warfare further, I'm honored to welcome Colonel Avraham Cohen to Risk Roundup. Colonel Cohen is the head of National Security Cyber Research Group. He is also the co-founder and chief technology officer of Sphere SOC based in Israel. Welcome, Colonel Cohen. I'm delighted to have you on Risk Roundup. Wow, nice. Very glad to be here also. Wonderful. So, uh, Colonel, would you say that electromagnetic warfare is here and that the electromagnetic attacks are already happening as we speak? You know, the electronic magnetic uh, space is very unique because if, if even if nobody will do harm inside, it don't work swimly and great and cleanly because it's, you know, we are, everybody said that we are on the information era and a lot of information and everything, but for electronic warfare perspective, we are deep, deep in mobility era. Because now everybody want to do anything wireless. And if you talk about everything, everything is wireless. And then when we got wireless world and everything was to be mobile, and it doesn't matter if it's on a car 500 years from now or uh, your phone at the home or your cellular phone 20 years ago, everything go on air. And the spectrum become very, 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 very intensive and full with so many systems. So, if you everybody look at the cyberspace and talking about cybers and nets and everything from electromagnetic point of view what i see is a lot of electrons in the air that are going around everybody trying to do anything on air you are sitting in your home and you want not to connect any cable any cable any fiber anything you want everything 
to work when you are walking. And um, the electronic mag magnetic uh, field is very interesting because different, if you are look 50 years ago, only armies use wireless and radios. And most of people talk with phone with cable and use cable TV and fibers. And nobody wanted to take everything with him. When I started in the army, nobody had nothing wireless. When we got the first uh, okie-talkie or uh, wireless phone at home, it was uh, magnificent. It became only 15 years later, and everything going toward the air and by air. So if it was only for armies and countries, now it's every day and every one of us using the spectrum and the electromagnetic spectrum. And the scenario, the, the stuff doesn't, everything is real. Because everybody wants to put stuff on air. So the electronic warfare was uh, suddenly for us now, every hack and everyone want to shut down is doing electronic warfare. Even if it's not uh, deep on planes and tanks and stuff like this. But if uh, now I use Wi-Fi in my home and somebody will come and shut down my router through the net, he done electronic warfare act and he's nothing like... So nowadays, the control spectrum or the electromagnetic spectrum to see, to know what's happened there, to make it sure and controlled, it's an issue, a very big issue. Yes, I mean, so, you are absolutely right there because you made a very important point that so far only militaries, they used to have that wireless. Now we all are using that, irrespective of whether it's individuals or entities across, you know, governments or industries or organizations, academia, everybody is using wireless. And it just seems that it's not this threat of this electromagnetic warfare is not confined to military anymore. Anybody could, that can you know face challenges. Anybody sitting at uh, working in their office, they could face challenge. Any critical infrastructure could be at risk. So it seems that the problem of electronic uh, electromagnetic warfare is growing very rapidly. So my question to you is: Are the attacks that easy to pull off? That everything is so vulnerable these days. It's it's not so easy. But uh, the scenario is always different because if five, ten years from now you wanted to know who is your enemy, you look in which country your country is uh, not uh, involved. And most of the enemies were countries. In this cyber area, Every student that is bored can be your enemy. Your neighbor just want to play with you can be your enemy. 
So it's different because the people that are using the net and the spectrum and the information is now everybody. So if you had 20 years ago, big, big enemies, you know, like the Cold War, the US and the USSR, Cold War. Now, things that the countries do to himself, my, my neighbor can do to me <laughs> if I was, uh, if my dog uh, pissed on his, uh, on his yard and he want to harm me, he can, he can do it. Can do me right yes, and can yes. do me wrong. And hackers, you know, most people don't meet hackers, don't know they exist. Most of the users of the computers and mobility and smartphone, hacker is something that they said, it's not my problem. The hacker is the antivirus problem, the company's company, the cybersecurity company. But nobody understands now that every small crime people that uh, cannot get to you because it was very far you know i don't care about mob mafia yeah. i see it only in the movies they don't they cannot touch me it's so far away it's not it's not you you don't involve it but now everyone that wants to harm everyone can find you on the net or outside the net and can get to you and uh, you know to be a small uh, global village it's not only for good when everybody said that we are now very global and like a small village and you can talk whenever you want with one side on the other side also you get a new enemies and you bought people that can harm you. And you know, when I was young guy, and they said to me that there is somebody from, I don't know, North Korea that wants to harm you. I said, wow, it's so far away, what you can do for me? But now, if somebody from there wants to harm me, can do it like hell in minutes. Can go in the net, it can do harm. So all the geographical meaning of borders and countries and armies, they don't exist in cyberspace. Yes, yes. There is no meaning to borders. There is no meaning to countries. So everybody, everybody. It's like, you know, the, in the, the Bible said about the Babylon uh, Tower that everybody is talking different language in the same. Now, everything, everybody talking and doing everything in the same place. Yes. If I, if I have a bank account and somebody wants to harm me, he can do it from China. You don't have to be near me. If you want to rob a bank, you don't have a, to need a mask and a gun. You need a computer. So you can do it very quickly. So the difference because the, the world from once very, very going in big, 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 depending on knowledge, systems, networks, information, everything going there. And in the opposite side, 
everybody and everything is going open, internet and mobility. So yeah. it's harm and harm and harmful. Yes, because we, are, we use only nets like some, you know, 15 years ago. Also banks have nets and have computers, but nobody can touch them because it was private and closed. But now I want to buy uh, something cheap on eBay and it costs there $1 and in Israel it costs uh, $50. I go by the net, so I want it, I want to be connected. I yes. cannot live without the connection. Yes, very true. So. That connectivity has become so important for everyone, irrespective of whether it's individuals or uh, entities, governments, industries, or military. Everybody, you know, public, private space. Everyone needs that connectivity. But uh, you know, we you just talked about how vulnerable we are, whether we are in cyberspace or we are sitting in our office and uh, working, and uh, our electronics that surrounds us. Uh, in, in our office uh, or the infrastructure that uh, is near us, that all is becoming vulnerable. And uh, that, you know, electronic warfare attacks could happen anywhere. It, it doesn't require that you have to be uh, in certain areas only where you can do electronic EW attack. It, it, these attacks can happen anywhere. So from your understanding, how res resilient is our infrastructure? in cyberspace, geospace, and space. Because even in space, we can have electronic uh, EW attacks, electronic warfare attacks. Even in the, uh, sitting in the office or sitting near uh, any plant, uh, water plant or uh, power plant, any plants, they, they also can be exposed. They also can be impacted. They could be attacked by electronic warfare. So how resilient are our systems today? Oh, it's like when you are if you look around, um, you can take the jet era. 50 years ago, when they started uh, doing uh, jet flights and people can go from place to place and terrorists, so a lot of people can travel very freely. You know, in the Second World War, if you want to travel, you need uh, the army to take you. You cannot drive freely from place to place. So in start, there was a lot of uh, jet airplanes and the security on the uh, airports was very light. Then we had a lot of uh, hijacking plans and terrorists and transferring of uh, weapons on planes and uh, TNT and stuff. So they start tightening up very much the airport and it become very, very... Now, when you are going to an airport, they are checking you from top to button and look at the computer everything. Five years ago, nobody checked your toilet uh, mask or your uh, cream that you are taking. Now everything is checking. It's the same on the internet. And the same on the all new era facilities. When you are starting, most of it is open and vulnerable. And in the last, I think, not more than maybe four years, they become understanding of the big, big, big issue of securing and defensing. You know, we are not talking about cyber security, we are talking about cyber defense. 
because electronic warfare is part of cyber defense. It's not part of cyber security because we are not doing the code and the application. But when you want to defend something, you have to defend it from all kinds of stuff, from the spectrum, from the net, from the computer, from the people itself. You know, you can do a very good, very high sophisticated system, but the people that operate can do more harm to the system if you don't know what to do or you put something that is not out. It doesn't matter how much you, you get your offer in system, he will rule down the system. So I think that in the last few years, the cybersecurity became very high. And a lot of talking and doing and everything that is not, was open, now it's, we try to close it, to look at it very nice, to save it, to secure it. I think the next step will be about how to secure a um, spectrum. Yes. Because we're not very secure spectrum. Everybody is using Wi-Fi and they want to use free frequency because it's cheap and you don't have regulation and you have standardization. But nobody, you don't know in your house, your uh, free Wi-Fi router, who secured them for somebody, for your neighbor gotten inside. We only secure by password or stuff like this, but password is not secure. Password only secure the entrance, but it doesn't secure the use of the interference that you can get. So I think that the next level will be lot of uh, what we call in the area of uh, radios like uh, SDR, software defined radio. So the radios will be very high sophisticated. Yes, and the use of this spectrum will be a lot safer, a lot secured, a lot controlled. Nobody control, a lot of stuff are going so so nobody control. If you are operating a Wi-Fi router, and you are interrupting your neighbor, nobody know, nobody regulate it. So you know that in Wi-Fi you have uh, 13 channels and you have on your router three, four channels. Uh, you choose the good channel and you use one of the channels, but you don't if you interfere with the signal of your neighbors. And you are doing W, because if you're putting your router in very high power, in front of your neighbor, you are inter, you do EW to him. But all the civilian system, you cannot use and you, you cannot control and give solution to civilians like you use in the arm, because in the arm, the system are hierarchic. You give order and everybody is doing like you want to do. For civilian world, you cannot do order. Yes. You cannot... Uh, put people and say, do this and that. You have regulation and stuff like this. But to teach people to use wisely the spectrum, you know, everybody's talking about cancer from cellular. I don't know, in Israel, if you want to put now an antenna 
of Serbian city, nobody will allow you because uh, all the civilians will start shouting that it's be making cancer and it's dangerous. But every one of us have two routers of Wi-Fi in our house. Nobody talking about cancering. It's the same frequency, the same stuff like your cellular in the same. But this is good. They cannot see it. They cannot see it, right? Because it's inside the house. So they, they are not worried about it, but the antennas, they are outside. So they are uh, becoming very conscious. But he, there is one, you know, big challenge here is that so far, you know, there was an understanding that critical infrastructure was only uh, controlled or owned by the governments. And so military can easily protect that. But critical infrastructure, if you see across nations, we are not talking about one nation. But across nations, it's sometimes owned by public, you know, entities like government or sometimes by private entities. So it's both public and private. So securing the critical infrastructure to and defend them, defend the critical infrastructure for the uh, electromagnetic attacks, it would become very difficult, right? Because all the we are not talking about only the Wi-Fi connections or the you know the attacks that could come through the Wi-Fi, but also the attacks that can come through the electrical outlets through cables, because not all cables are uh, fiber optics, and uh, there are still you know a lot of copper uh, cables used in a lot of different parts of the world. So uh, there are a lot of uh, different vulnerability points, and uh, there is a. I no way I think that, that I think that uh, countries and people that are talking about uh, um, uh, uh, structure or infrastructure, critical infrastructure, don't understand the new world. Because electricity, power electricity, so I can uh, use the electricity in my home is very critical. And all the countries, it doesn't matter if uh, your uh, your uh, electricity company is private or uh, government. Everybody knows that electricity is uh, very critical and they protect it. But if you are awake tomorrow morning and somebody wipe you out of the, I don't know, your bank account, wipe it out, only you. It's critical for you. You are waking in the morning and you don't have nothing in life and nobody can check because everything is electronic. You don't have papers, you don't, you cannot prove to the bank that you ever even have the money there. Yes. So, bank is a critical, it's critical for yes. finance, you know, the stock is critical. But my private account in the bank is not critical for anybody. But for me, it's 100% critical. So you cannot talk, from my opinion, and it's a bad concept. It's a concept only for, you know, when uh, big companies want to raise money from the country and take a lot of money because cyber security is a lot of money. So they are giving you a lot of hopeful scenarios about uh, critical infrastructure. But everything now is critical. If somebody is hijacking my computer and why put all my family picture for me, we don't have any albums now. So he wiped out my whole family history. It's very critical. 
who will protect me? Yeah. So the, the, the talk about critical infrastructure is not talk for us. Yes. No, but... Talk for uh, companies, big companies that want a lot of money. Uh, I think that uh, all the regulation like the GDPR in uh, Europe, in Israel have it, uh, cyber authority regulation and stuff, they will deal uh, critical infrastructure. But this is not the way. This is the way maybe countries have to protect their own very little stuff. Yes. But uh, Facebook is critical infrastructure. <laughs> because if I want to get inside most of stuff, I'm using Facebook as an entrance uh, to identification in a lot of uh, stuff. Doesn't matter about every, the other stuff. You know, everybody was laughing about Twitter and Facebook that is only social and stuff like that. But in my country, more people doing journalism and see news on the media than in the TV. Yes. So news, news and fake news is critical F infrastructure. Because I think that if somebody is faking the news, is more critical than shutting down the electricity. Yes. And if somebody is involved and give a lot of uh, bad information, so in my country or different country, will go to vote in the election and vote for people with knowledge that is not correct, this is not an infrastructure that is very nobody will talk with you about fake news or news as a critical infrastructure i think that news is most 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 critical infrastructure because it's playing with the minds of the people that vote and we are democracy yes, very so, my web search turned something up for use is the most most very true. Sorry about that. I'm not sure what happened. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. The critical infrastructure, it's not just the collective infrastructure, the systems that are at different levels, like local, national, or global. We are not just talking about that, but the infrastructure for families, the infrastructure for small businesses, you know, uh, medium sized companies or large, you know, businesses corporations, the Fortune 100 companies, all of their, everybody's infrastructure is important for their initiatives, their goals, including the social media. Because a lot of time, people, you know, now just spend so much time on social media and that is uh, their main source of information, whether it's news, fake news, or whether it's communicating with their families or friends, because now the these uh, <coughs> are dispersed all over the world, you know, relationships are dispersed all over the world and social media tools have become very important. So yes, the in definition of the, what is important, what is critical, what kind of infrastructure is in critical that you know depends on who we are talking to for me what is important is different for you what is important is different for businesses what is important is different so everybody has their own criticality and the biggest thing that i see coming from this is that security is no longer a government affair so we are not talking about security only that military can provide to you know any nation this security we are talking about cyber security and uh, 
the electronic warfare that is happening, cyber warfare that is happening, uh, all that is impacting everyone. And the government cannot probably provide that security to, to everyone. It is just not possible because of the, the nature of the uh, digital infrastructure that is across nations. So what can we do to protect against these electronic warfare weapons? And what kind of weapons are we have to watch out for that uh, is threatening, that is making uh, our uh, infrastructure vulnerable? I think that for start, the big problem now is that um, we don't do enough security education. Because, you know, I, when I was 18, I enlisted the army, and the army of uh, my country is supposed to de defend the civilians. And we learn all the 70 years of our existence that we have to defend our nation. And everybody was uh, doing their time. And, uh, you know, all the security cost a lot of money for the country. And we are paying tax and everything. In the new era, I have to protect my kids. And no army will help me. I have to do it. I have to look at their social network that don't some kick-ass guy will talk with my little girl and try to harass her or, or I don't know to send her different kind of materials on the, or uh, try to sneeze her to open the, the camera or stuff like this nobody help you there everyone now he is own soldier and have to protect his own family, kids, loved ones, it, with stuff that the government won't provide, nobody will provide you. And it's not equal because when the government want to provide protection, they have concept, money, infrastructure, people that are doing this. But when I'm coming and wake in the morning and I have to protect my family assets, the bank account, our credit cards, our photos, my kid that is going to the school and uh, I want to see that everything is fine. All this, we are soldiers of our own. I'm like a ranger to my own family. Oh, that is such an excellent point that you are making that we all are soldiers now in this uh, warfare that is going on across nations and we have to do everything that is necessary to yeah, defend but, ourselves. Very, but, very important point. But, but, when I put money in army, somebody teach the army and train the army to get their capability of protection. Nobody teach my mother how to protect herself. She is 65 years old. She using application of the bank. She saved the password inside the notes in the in the cell phone because she don't have went to write it. And we have every one of us have now dozens of words. Don't have where to remember it because they're saying that when you put it, they'll steal it. 
Nobody teach her, and nobody train, and nobody take responsibility for what she's she using a computer. Okay, so every one of us is a computer. We're going and buy some known antivirus program. But the antivirus is not the protection. She don't know her. I know dark web and I know different kind of internet. People can do whatever they want to your computer. It doesn't matter if you have a antivirus. It doesn't matter if you bought a, I don't know, arrow, a checkpoint. No, it doesn't matter. But nobody teach common people how to behave. I never saw somebody go inside a class of the guys and said, do this and do that. Yes. Nobody is explaining. Nobody is trained. Nobody. And there is, you know, if when we talk a lot of years ago, the children was like, you know, 15 years, it's a generation. Me and father are different generation. But now, two years a generation. Yes. My old kid and my young kid, not, they are not talking the same language. And there are three, four years between of them. So the generation is going very fast. So the education has to be very, very fast. Most of countries don't put enough effort in good education because you have to know how to behave. You have to know that if you're going out of your home, just run, maybe it's very good. Close your Wi-Fi. Don't leave it open because somebody will catch you. In your home, you would have a password and everything. But nobody tells you not to use Wi-Fi on the airport, only if you have to. Because if somebody wants to harm you, they are looking at the airport. And I can give a lot of examples. Nobody about security living in social network. Everybody talking about security, security, security. But there's no power efforts in uh, stuff that are education because it's not so harmful. You have to behave different. Yeah. Every one of us have to change behavior because it's a very quick change in the world, this cyber stuff. We have to change our behavior maybe every one or two years and not every 15 or 20 years. But I never open my TV and no guidance of to use this, how to do this. Your bank all became digital. They throw away the people. You cannot talk with the bank. You only can talk with an application. You cannot talk. There is no people there. Yes. So my... Uh, my wife's uh, mother, she's 80 years old, and she wants money to buy. She talk with the bank. 
she don't have anyone to talk with. So she's taking the phone and somebody put her in an application and she in her feet and she opened all this. And she don't know what to do. She don't know how to close, when to open. She doesn't safely. And in digital world, you have to be it's not very complicated. It's not so many stuff. You, you don't have to genius that invent some cybersecurity startup to behave day to day. But all of our, our kids' laptops, iPads, phones, every smartphone, you know, started programming on computer. I was 15. I used Spectrum ZX 10K. You know this computer? Commodore 64 computer when I start programming has 16K. You know, now I think that my key have more than 16K. Yes. Power of uh, the smartphone is like, uh, if you look at the 50s, the supercomputer, the big uh, USA and USSR was lower power and use than my smartphone now. And it's going on and on. Yes. And nobody, everything, everybody's selling you more tech, more tech, and more tech. And nobody deals about behavior and stuff like this. And this is what of one of the things that I think that countries, if they want to uh, protect infrastructure, they now are the most infrastructure in most organizations and countries that you have to teach them and protect them. That is an excellent point that we have to educate and we have to uh, train everyone to how to protect. And the point that you made about sharing of Wi-Fi when you are leaving the house or your modem, that is very, I mean, it sounds simple, but it's so important that when you are not there, you don't want anybody to take uh, advantage of your, uh, you know, vulnerability and uh, uh, get into your system and uh, do some damage. So that is a, a very good advice. And uh, uh, we have been talking on Risk Roundup about different uh, things that we can do. We are trying to educate on uh, so many different aspects about how to, you know, maintain gets uh, security in all of our initiatives and efforts. But uh, there is so much going on and there are so many vulnerabilities on in so many different uh, uh, target points that uh, in any potential war, I mean, there is so much preparation that needs to be done. And when the whole nature and definition of security has changed and who is accountable for whose security, are we accountable for our own security or somebody else will protect? See, the mindset has always been that the government will protect you, you know, and that mindset has to change in this digital world because nobody can protect you you have to like you just said that you have to be your own soldier and you have to do everything to protect yourselves so do you see that anybody is having this mindset and approach do you see that individuals or entities across nations they are thinking like this that security is now my own affair and i have to do everything to protect my business my initiatives my family do you see that cultural mindset changing I, I see it in, 
I see it in, uh, in Israel for sure. I see a lot of uh, doing it. Uh, in Europe, I know that the regulation is very tough because they have a big amount of uh, people that are very low of uh, knowledge. You know, most of uh, cyber security and cyber stuff are in English. No, but there's countries that most of people don't speak English. So even if they want to know stuff, they don't have even the language to use it. So I think that regulation is one, one tough because regulation will make company do a lot of stuff. But uh, you know, I give, I'll give you an example. If you are going to, uh, you have a, a health insurance and you are paying all your life to get health insurance. One of the stuff that uh, big companies of health doing is making a lot of money and effort in uh, making people live better do sport, eat right. And you said, why, if they are health insurance, mind the body being health? They are money of babies might be sick. But you, when you are checking it, you see that the government gave an orders to make and use a lot of money to create a good and health living for the people, even though they are using and they are responsible for the other side. So instead of making all companies of cyber, and in cyber is so many money, doing only cyber and cyber and cyber, I think that the, the government will be right if start putting a regulation on these big companies to make them educate the people. If you want to bring me Facebook, you the billions of dollars you are getting, not only to do commercials and get them inside my pocket. Big company to educate the people. And I think that in every country, in the more or less, you have four or five big companies that get so many. And this is the regulation that I, my country, to put on them. Not only to say to this and this and close this and open this and technology like this and this. I th because the country itself do a lot of stuff in it, you, you know, in schools and stuff, but there's not enough place you can teach yes. because you are finishing school in 18, but most people between the year of uh, 18 years old, uh, 100 years old, they're not getting in no school. Nobody teach them anything. But things are changing so much in this year. You know, I'm an electronic engineer. I learn uh, math and it doesn't change in the last 150 years. My father 
if he's an engineer, learn just the same as me. Exactly the same. Maybe a little more here and there. But the changing in the academic is every 20, 25 years, you have big stuff. But in, in foreign area, the other stuff, the cyber stuff, changing so fast. So if you was very good at five years of not touching the materials, you don't know anything, and that's new. So there is not, nobody teach. Most of the people are over 20, and uh, up to 100 years old, 120, I don't know. Nobody teach them. There is no teach. There is no um, places and companies that do the teaching. So the government can use a lot of money to teach my son that he's in the second grade. He will get education on cyber and cybersecurity because he is in a shape school. But most of people doesn't go to any school. Yes. There is school for me or for university. Go to school yet. My wife don't go to school. Somebody had to teach my wife how to use wisely the electromagnetic spectrum, how to use wisely the, the cyber, the stuff. Nobody teach her. So I think that most of countries just have to take the very big companies uh, doing so many money and make them start like the health insurance companies that are teaching me and my sons how to make sport and do sport and make a fruitful life and eat right and eat right stuff. I think that it's the same. You know, if you're now at McDonald's, they got McDonald's to teach me about vitamins and give me carrots and change the stuff so it will be uh, green and, and lighter and healthy food. Most of food companies are always doing food and health uh, to the people. Most of what you are knowing about healthy food come from the food company's stuff. Their videos, their uh, uh, pictures, they are using this. We didn't get there on cyber, on IT. When, what I'm expecting that Facebook will start teaching exactly McDonald's. Yes. McDonald's know that if they don't become green, diet, they will vanish. They throw it away. I want the big company. Apple doesn't matter. Apple don't, can't be that you have so big company like Apple that are selling in billiards and they are not in educated the people how to use safely and how to work. I think it will take time. They understand or somebody will make them understand. But I think that this is their job. 
it's not uh, it's not a free because it's it's a big big issue it is you are absolutely right on that i think it's an excellent suggestion that you know these big companies they have to be accountable they need to take a leading role like facebook should teach all the uh, all the people who are you know getting on the social media they should tell them how to stay secure twitter should tell them apple should tell that if you are using iphone how to you know stay smart and how to uh, defend yourself what to do and what not to do same thing for linkedin and same thing for any other social media you are i think uh, that is an excellent suggestion and i hope that the companies and corporations they Uh, go on that path and take some responsibility and be accountable for the uh, security for people who are using the products or services so that would be an excellent way to go and that would uh, help create the education and awareness uh, that is so very necessary to stay secure in this digital global age so now what would you like to tell our global viewers and listeners especially the young minds who are so keen to come up with the new ideas and innovations and new way of doing things that can help their respective nations prepare for the security posture well you know i was a head of a cyber academy and programming and computer school in the idf so i teach programming and cyber security thousands of soldiers i can say i want to say two stuff two big stuff the first one everybody everybody can do you are not born you 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 don't come in a wake up in the morning with the wow innovation idea everybody everybody can do need stuff and learn but you have to learn basic for my opinion there is no stuff as cyber learning cyber teaching computer teaching there is only math and physics and chemistry and biologically and language and oh, very good with the base stuff and you are learning science everything else is changing but the foundations of everything and the foundation of thinking is in science not in cybersecurity if i want my son to be fine somewhere somewhere i will send him to learn physics because when you are learning physics you are learning how to think how to react how to understand how to analyze and most of stuff is physics and math the other stuff they are changing all the time so my first stuff that i want to say you have to learn the basic if you have the good basic stuff everything else is very easy the second stuff that uh, i want to say innovation doesn't come when you are waking in the morning and you find something i invented 
a lot of stuff, a lot of neat systems, but it always, always, always innovation become when people with good capabilities have a challenge. If you take a lot of good and capability guys and you challenge them, you'll get innovation. But it's not challenging by telling them do this and do that. Challenge them, it's that they will understand by their own what are the needs. Because the need is the basic of the challenge. So if you take smart people or capability or good capability, give them a challenge that they understand from the stomach, not from the hand. And they understand the need. So they will be and innovate something new. If you put a lot of smart people without challenge and without understanding the need, they will dig so deep in the ground so they find oil, but they won't find innovation. If you want to find and do innovative stuff, and I work a lot, with 30 years, when you are in the Israeli army, for 30 years, all the guys are 18, 18, they are not changing, they are all young people, they are coming and coming, and they are doing three years and go out of the army and you get another one. So you see so many young people, only when I took capabilities and good guys and put them in the place that they understand the need and we challenge them, we get stuff that you don't even imagine. Because, you know, a lot of people say that innovation is to imagine stuff. You cannot imagine something that is not already working in your mind. So you have to understand the need and you don't need imagination because challenge will take you to, to, to see the new image. This is my opinion and experience. And, uh, I think it's a great advice that you are giving to the young people, the young minds who are in this digital globally who are keen to uh, make a difference because I see when I talk to a lot of uh, students across nations that a lot of them are not driven by money. They are driven by having a desire to make a difference, to get the systems better, to solve the problems in their nation. So I think uh, what advice you are giving is that you understand the needs. I think that's an excellent, excellent you know suggestion and advice that unless you understand the need maybe you know it's a survival need if you take it as a survival need and survival necessity then figuring out the solutions around it figuring out the complex challenges that are around and uh, innovate coming up with new ideas and innovate would be much easier and i think that's an excellent excellent suggestion you are giving to all our young global viewers and listeners so thank you so much karna cohen for participating in this roundup today we appreciate your thoughtful insight on electromagnetic warfare as well as the cyber warfare and 
how to pre, uh, defend ourselves and how to be a soldier like you said in the, during the roundup that each one of us has to be a soldier and we have we should have that mentality so i think our global viewers and listeners would benefit tremendously from the information you provided on the complex security challenges facing facing each nation's electronics and the infrastructure it controls maybe you know it's a um, national infrastructure or a local infrastructure or the uh, personal family infrastructure all of them are at risk so even if a single individual across nations can come up with an idea to advance the security solutions understand the needs and advance the security solutions for electronics based on the understanding they received from the discussion we had today this risk kind of dialogue has been of service and we thank you for that Thanks. It was great. So thank you so much, Karna Kohan. Electromagnetic warfare is undoubtedly becoming a major cause of concern, and the issue is likely to become even more prominent in the coming years. Risk groups, cybersecurity, geosecurity, and space security risk research centers are created to identify, evaluate, and manage the risk-facing NGIO NCGs. That means nations, its government, industries, organizations, and academia in cyberspace. geospace and space we at risk group believe that risk management security and peace they walk together hand in hand though security is related to management of threats and peace to the management of conflict risk management is related to management of security vulnerabilities as well as management of conflict and it is not possible to conceive any one of the three without existence of the other two all three concepts feed into each other we believe that the security we build for ourselves is precarious and uncertain until it is secure for everyone across nations tradition becomes our security so if we build a culture of managing risk effectively it will lead us to security and security will lead us to peace let's manage the existing and emerging risks together for more information on the risk roundups to watch the risk roundup video webcast or hear risk roundup audio podcast please go to riskgroupllc.com and do not forget to subscribe and share until next time i'm jayshree host of risk roundup signing off see you next time thank you